Good morning, I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, we're going to talk animals. We're going to talk about your pets. We have a special guest, Denise James, who had her own show called Let's Talk Animals. And you said that was in upstate New York? Correct. Yes. Now you're in Nashville. Yes. And you're going to help out a lot of people, I think, with your tips. Denise is a pet expert and a pet owner. How many dogs do you have? Oh, eight. <laughs> I have six tiny chihuahuas, um, one little special needs one now. And and we adopted Lottie, our boxer from Middle Tennessee Boxer Rescue. I said no more big dogs because we were we had 13 at one point. Oh, yeah. yeah. So All she in knows, the house. She uh-huh. knows of which she speaks. <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, some kind of some basics and reinforce some of the things that you already know and turn you on to some new ideas. We're going to start with exercise because it's good for the pets and the people, right? Absolutely. Yes. Everybody needs exercise. If you've got a puppy, even if you've got a senior and they have arthritis or they've got a little bit of an issue, take them outside, weather permitting. Just take them out and let them walk around a little. You can massage them, sit under a tree a little, roll a ball. Maybe they don't want to do that. Get them moving. Mm -hmm. Even if it's two steps little steps at a time, tell them good boy and and praise, 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 praise. And if you have a boisterous one, then you need to burn off. Our Lottie runs around the outside play yard and there's three chihuahuas that only want to run uh, inside. And that's how they get all get their exercise. She's exhausting. We've got 22 acres to run, but she just protects them and loves to run. Yeah. Yes. And that helps her. It helps her feel better mentally. Because they get that mental stimulation as well as the physical exercise. Oh, they're cooped up lions. If they don't get out, even the little ones, I take them out to run on the grass and if there's no snakes around. And mm-hmm. they're in their pen. Absolutely. Mental stimulation is um, part of playtime and part of, you know, when they're relaxing, they all need to, to be stimulated in some way. Okay. Uh, and, and that would be with playing with them, rolling the ball, letting them discover things, things yes, like that. Yes. Also, hide and seek is a wonderful game to play especially with young ones and things that don't know what they're doing you prior to them going outside you go and hide a cookie or something under a tree and then they will get used to the idea and say Lottie go find that cookie go on especially Easter we had an Easter hunt and um not with eggs but um they do eat eggs but with, with little cookies. Dog, doggy treats oh they love and you squeak a toy you know daddy's around the other side squeaking a toy and they find them make them obvious that they can find them but praise them And also, you know, pets are like, they need to exercise too. So you go jump around. If it's a rainy day, inside, put music on, hop around, jump around. And the dogs, I mean, Lottie's too big to run around the house right now if I fire her up because everyone gets squashed. (laughs) But um, they all love to play, whether it's music. And you are the instigator. If you're sedentary, I can never say that word. If you sit down all the time and you're quiet, They're going to be that way. If you're like, let's go for a play. The owner is the lock and the dogs are the key and vice versa. Everybody's got to unlock the other one or else nobody wins. I've noticed that because I have a couple of cats and when they're sitting piled up with me and there's a bolt of lightning and then that thunder claps, they look at me. Uh If I jumped up and ran around in circles, they would too, but I just go, oh, it's okay. And they just sit, they just, okay. always look at the owner's. And take guidance from them. Okay, well, if they say I can do that, that's okay. And, you know, if you've got someone that squeals for you all the time and needs you as a disabled little one, she just wants me near. And are you there? Okay, she's Aww. there. I can just rest now. But um, there's yeah. a lot of needy ones. I've got a couple of needy, yes. one in particular. <laughs> well, what about some of the things that you say you need for their bedding? 
for little ones like that who well, can't get around or maybe just for... Yes. Oh, I am the queen of this because I've had so many disabled ones, you know, later in their life or they're, they're born with it. I always like the beds that are curved on the outside and very flat in the front mm -hmm. for the little ones because some of them can hop in it, some can't. Seniors can't get up too high on a big high padded bed um, You because I've noticed and I've worked with and I watch. I spend a lot of time watching my dogs. Um, and when they get older, orthopedic beds are wonderful and I always, always, always put a blanket. They're so inexpensive. You can get them anywhere discounted and beautiful plush soft mm -hmm. blankets and they love to nest. So scooch them up on their, on their beds. I have two or three up there. So they burrow under all mine are burrowers except the boxer. Yeah. And then in her crate, she's got a bed in there. She's got a pee pad under it because we didn't know what she was going to be like, but yeah. she's never peed in her crate. She'll be getting rid of that soon. And then blankets piled up in there so they can nest. They're just like us. We want. We don't want to lay on a big flat bed. Plus, it saves washing the bed. True. Yes. Good idea. Stinky Good old bed. You just wash the blanket. Nice. I like that. And uh, food and water bowls, important, because I you brought up something before we started the interview that I, that I had not been aware of because I have cats, but the dogs are kind of messy drinkers. They are. They eat and then they'll go and have a drink and then I've just put clean water down, but then I'm always checking and that's why you have to tell pet sitters and I'm paranoid about this. You've got to check the water, you know, and you wash your bowl once a day. The boxer in particular, she's drinking a lot lately, so I have to get her checked, but she's drinking, 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 and then you look at the water after you've just cleaned it. It's got food in there and it's slimy. You can see the thick slime. So because so got slobber all in there. Slobber. And they just <laughs> you've got to keep washing it. I wash it with soap. I get the spray on it. And the babies are the same. I mean, they they're little, but they drop things in there, hairs in there. Every day you've got to clean that water bowl. Okay. And refill and it. I know with cats, sometimes they have issues when they have a water bowl, uh, they get looks like acne on yes. their chin. And so I had to switch to stainless steel bowls, and that took care of their Stainless issues. steel are the better. Plastic are not good. I, porcelain or stainless steel. Mm -hmm. And then they also have bowls for cats for the whiskers. They have long bowls at the side, uh, wide bowls, so their whiskers won't touch. Oh, that's very good. Yes. And so now we know that we're supposed to do vet care, the wellness visits, the vaccinations, the rabies, flea and tick, and all of that stuff. But there are a couple of things you say we need to be doing at home to make sure. Yes, and you need to check. You know, you may have quiet time with them at night, which everybody needs quiet time. <laughs> As you're massaging them, if they're an old dog or young dog, they love to be touched and massaged. And you'll see and feel, you'll feel first lumps. Mm -hmm. At least I did. I've discovered so many just by loving them and kissing them. So every day, just like a horse, you run your hand through the, the body. That's what grooming is important. So if you can brush your dog once a day, even if they're short hair, brush, run your hand over them. My dog loved to be vacuumed. That got rid of a lot of the hair. Not on big powerful suction. Yeah. But that way and then I used to find all these lumps and I, oh and cuts. I said, How did you get that? There was a cut on a lip and a cut on a mm -hmm. foot. Because you're all running around all day and you don't oh, yeah. notice, but you've got to have that quiet time and grooming time. You pay attention to the fur, the teeth the eyes, the ears, things like that. Absolutely, yes. And the teeth, you know, if they're not eating um, very well or, or eating at all, oh. just put your hand in their mouth and you can see if there's tartar. A couple of mine, the chihuahuas are the worst. A lot of tartar. Sometimes you can pick it off if it's heavy, if they'll let you. 
And then if their gums are bright red, it's not a good sign. That means gingivitis is starting. So if they're pale and pink and everything looks good, that's great. If they're white, the gums, that's not a good sign. That so means if they, they could be anemic or something. Yes, and uh, losing blood. So, okay. yes. And also... Um, what about their nails? That seems to be that something was the that's next thing off- I was going to say. That seems to be something that's often neglected. My biggest pet peeve <laughs> are long nails. I don't like them on dogs and cats or any animal. Actually, I had a bird and used to do, you know, file her nails, nails once a week. The Dremel pet file mm-hmm. is the best. You can have it on low. You can manually do it to get them used to it, but play with their paws, touch their paws when you're having that quiet time. Even if you're playing, just hold their paws and squeeze it. If you can do just one nail a day or half a nail a day, praise them and say, good dog, try it again the next day or try it again a couple of hours later. I love the the pet drill. I just love it. I have that is probably the best, biggest that is probably the biggest and best pet tip that I've ever heard. I heard that a few years ago from a vet mm-hmm. and they were talking about because my cat didn't like to have her nails trimmed, she was a rescue. And so she said if you because I said sometimes when she's sleeping on me, I can pick her paw up and That's cut right. one. She said, "Well, then call it a day." That's right. She said, "Next day do another one." Because by the time she even wakes up and goes, "What happened?" It's It's all done. It's like anything. It's like walking. If you want to exercise, maybe you're out of breath. Okay, so do five minutes that day. Tomorrow, do 10 minutes. Walk around the block and praise yourself and write a chart. Do the same with the dogs. I've got to write lists, you know, when I do the the flea and tick things. And I've got to write their names because they're all little piggies. And I'm like, did I do, did I give you that? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you did, Mommy. Give me another one. (laughs) So you have to, you know, make sure who you're doing if you've got multiple dogs. Okay, so uh, having multiple dogs, I suppose you really had to get them kind of under control. So training? Absolutely, yes. Even my rescues have been unbelievable. It's the way, and I'm very intuitive with them. I talk to them, and they they show me what they need and what they don't like. Um, you can do positive reinforcements. Lottie, no. Or you can say, oh, my God, good girl. But don't scream that's going to scare them and they're not going to want to come back. Even my husband said, you know, oh, I, don't, I don't yell at him because then you never get anything done. Just tell him, good boy. I said, but John, is he a good boy? Um, not really. He peed, but I told him he shouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, training. And my biggest commands from day one have been you hold a treat above their head and you have the other hand and you hold it, sit. And then as you get going, then you walk away and say, stay. And you might just do two steps away and they want to move and tell them to sit again. And you know, okay, do two steps and praise and say, good dog, do it again and try and get a little further. And then that's when you can do hide and seek. I've done that. And I say, now stay, don't you move. And they won't. And then I'll go, come. And then the great, they come. So it's stay or sit, stay, come and Really, in my home, away is the biggest one. If they're all around me while I'm feeding all these people there, <laughs> away. And I point my hand and I point my arm away and they go. Might take a couple of aways, but usually the little ones will be away, go. I think we all need that one. <laughs> and the biggest one is wait. So when I'm going out the front door and I've got the whole gang behind me, I turn and I say, wait. All of them will sit. I think there's one that won't, two that won't sit. But not for want of trying, but I don't think I've ever 
let, you know, he's got a little back issue. I never forced him. Right. That's another thing. You don't force them. But I told them, wait. And the boxer, when she came home from the rescue, unbelievable. And she was not trained. She was in a puppy Amish mill. So she was outside, knew nothing, but the most sweetest girl. Yeah. Wait. And then no one bolts. Why is that important? Because if you're on the street, even if you're on a leash and, um, you know, they want to take off after a dog, you pull them back and you say no. And you say sit, stay. And then they go to move off again. Wait. And it's a real big manners thing. You say wait. I don't want them bolting out the door because we've had a little snake hiding under the front step. So I just want to be sure. So I don't want them bolting out. A, it's bad manners. And if they're jumping on people and get my other dogs jumped, these guys don't. But you just tell them down. And that was the other one I didn't have there, but down. And you say stay. Yeah. And you show authority. Don't be wimpy. And I see you're doing the hand motion with that. Yes. That's important. So Open they- palm all the way and write down, and then you say down. But if you go, like my husband sometimes, oh, don't do that, Lottie, down, go away, sit. They're not going to pay attention. It's like a child. They are a child. Yeah. You just treat them like children, except yeah. you don't tell your children down. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I know there, thing. there are probably mothers listening who say, yes, I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or I would yes. like to. Uh, we don't want to leave them alone for long periods of time, although a lot of people have to work. Before you address that, let mm-hmm. me let you know again. We're talking with Denise James. She had a talk show called Let's Talk Animals, and uh, she is giving us some tips on how to have a happier life for our pets, with our pets, and uh, a healthier life with them as well. So what about leaving them alone? A lot of people have to leave and go to work. Well, nobody wants to leave them alone sometimes because my little ones are okay. They've got their pee pads, and they're safely in a room. Mm-hmm. If you've just got doggies um, or puppies and you're not sure, I know there's horrendous, uh, the dogs rip up everything they can find in the garbage and it's dangerous for them. If you've got a dog that you're not sure about or you've just got them, get the biggest cage, I hate saying that, crate that you can, but make sure that you have it padded up nicely and the bars on the crate are not too big for a little dog, because I always put my little dogs in the beginning in a crate. I don't now. I have a canvas playpen because mm-hmm. they're little and they won't jump out. But take off collars in a crate. Never leave a collar on them. Never give toys to them or chew bones, those rawhide chews, um, because they could choke on them. They Or don't put water in there. Because if you know your dog and they're not going to really guts down water, but uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because in the night, they don't really drink water. They shouldn't be. Yeah. So just be very, very careful. Now, my dog, because I'm intuitive and I treat them the way I would like to be treated, there is like a security light outside our front door and it's an open glass door. So her crate is right there because our place is not as big as it was the other place. And I see the light shining in when I turn off all the lights and I'm like, that's not good. So I put a big blanket. I had to get a a blue velvet like a couch to match uh-huh. and I put that a king size that you can get so inexpensive 10 bucks sometimes yeah and I put that over the back of the crate and I did ask a pet communicator did she like that she said she loves it it makes her feel secure yes there's no bright light shining in so always when you do things for your pets think about what you would like mm-hmm. and would that bother me because if it bothers you it will bother them mm-hmm. so no toys no collars in there and don't ever have the collar dangling up the top of the 
the cage or any toys dangling if you're leaving them alone because they can jump up and, and take them. And watch for collars around the house if there's open floors or if they're looking down on something. Uh, they can get the collar caught okay. in, in open things. So, okay, good. Yes. good. So some pet safety. Uh, and speaking of, how can we get ready to deal with pet emergencies? Do you have a pet emergency kit? I don't actually have it in a kit because a lot of it is what you have, but I have it close by mm-hmm. and I know it's for the dogs. Okay. So I know I always keep cornstarch on hand because if you don't have a stop bleeding powder because of nails, you might nick them or because of injuries, then um, cornstarch. The cornstarch. Yes. You just put that little powder and for yourself, if you nick your leg shaving or you have a little cut mm-hmm. and you don't have, you know, anything to stop it, cornstarch is wonderful. It's non-toxic. It's natural. Okay. And you just pack the wound with that powder and um, you let it dry. And especially toenails for dogs. They're, my dog caught his toe and it bled something wicked. Mm. And I wrapped it with vet wrap. And then I said, no, let me put the cornstarch. So I put the cornstarch on it because toes are vascular and they have lots of blood vessels. So, and then I packed it with the vet wrap. And um, yes, it stopped bleeding. Good. So it was Very wonderful. Cornstarch. I would not have thought of that. That's good. Yes. And also baking soda. We mm-hmm. always have that in the house for many. I wash with that as well. Everything is my love. I love baking soda. I put a half a cup in my wash. Yeah. And that is like a bleach, but it's natural and oh. it doesn't hurt and it takes away smells. And then put vinegar. I can't live without white, white vinegar. That does everything. Put that in the final rinse and that gets rid of all odors and cleans. That might have been the biggest tip ever. Oh, <laughs> right there. white vinegar. I only have white vinegar and water and I use Young Living um, oils because uh-huh. they're natural. And Thieves is a wonderful odor killer and um, germ killer mm-hmm. and everything for colds, for everything. And I put that in a spray bottle and, you know, I've got a lovely mop thing that my husband bought me. The best thing to do the floors. Mm-hmm. You just get an, an, an old towel. You get like a Swiffer mop, but not with the liquid in there. Not, they're not very good for dogs. And you wet that towel and then you spray vinegar and water on the floor with your thieves and you just mop. And that just takes it and it's quick and easy because I've always got, you know, some sort of little pee-pee around the place <laughs> and I'm paranoid of, of being clean. So that is the best. So vinegar and water for floors, vinegar and water f- to clean your benches, to clean the fridge. Anything you need to clean and make you can make it strong as you want, but you put you can put lavender drops in it. Mm-hmm. It smells beautiful. No toxic chemicals ever around your house. I don't think I mentioned that, but get rid of all toxic chemicals. They're they're so bad. They're just so bad. Febreze is not a good thing, and they keep advertising that with dogs. That's not good. Any sprays uh, around the house, all bad. Uh, those I've... plugins are the worst. Oh wow! Yes. I've heard some comments about essential oils possibly being dangerous for dogs and You or have cats. to get the right essential oil. That's why I love Young Living because I have them in the humidifier, um, the the machine that it comes in. Mm-hmm. A humidifier. Well, I'll put them in there um, too. Diffuser. Oh, my yes. gosh. I, I had to think, think about it. it. I couldn't either. Yes. So I have those going and there's one called Peace and Calming. Mm-hmm. And you can also put the little drops on, a tiny drop on the little dog's paw um, if they're very stressed, like one of my little Kita, she's very stressed and wants mommy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then um, put a little drop on the ear, their mm-hmm. little points. 
So you have to get the right one. A lot of them have chemicals in them. And you can tell by the smell. The Young Living ones are beautiful. And I'm not pushing Young Living. I get nothing for saying that. Right. I just have everything natural. Okay, good. Because I had heard something about, like, people use tea tree oil and that that's really bad for Yeah, tea tree oil is not good. Eucalyptus is not good. Mm -mm. No, not good. Okay, so let's roll through a few more of the things that are in the emergency kit. Yes, 3% hydrogen peroxide is good to keep. Uh, in your home, mm-hmm. I have never used it, but I know you have. Oh, to induce vomiting. Yes. And yes. don't do it if you don't know what you're doing. Yes. Call the vet or call the poison hotline because my dog, swat, my little chihuahua swallowed a glucosamine pill. I was worried. I immediately called the 1-800 number on the back of the glucosamine. Thank goodness it was, uh, they were there. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, no, that's fine. It won't hurt him. Then I contacted my vet and told her. She said, you did the right thing. And good job. That won't hurt them. Good. But and also, I've had uh, my pug and my Rhodesian Ridgeback go through three pounds of chocolate. Oh, and they're Christmas not in the have... other room years ago when they were alive with me, and they got into that, and I was panicking. Yeah. So the vet said, "Give them Pepto Bismol, and they'll just put it through the other end." Really? But yes. You have to be careful. Luckily, they were okay, and my Ooh. little Chihuahua ate um, half a Hershey bar. <laughs> So I called the vet. She was a friend of mine. She said, I'll meet you at the clinic. So she gave her charcoal and she pooped that through. So oh, my God. You just, anything you're not sure of, ask the vet or an emergency line or someone that's been through it, you know? Yeah. And I always keep a syringe on hand, just an ordinary syringe, a fat one if possible. Get one from the vet. So if your dog's not eating and you want to syringe it some food to kickstart it, sometimes that helps. The AD food is really good. Or water. My chihuahuas won't drink water when they're in transit from a bowl. They just won't do it. And then when they're sick, they won't do it. So in my transit? Dis- um, I mean in the car if oh, I'm traveling. Oh, yes, yes. It's just a, they have to stay hydrated. Yes, That's and put water important. with their um, – and it helps them to poop. And I put oil in their food too. So that's another show. What, what oil? Oh, only a good oil like avocado oil. Organic is best. Um, and olive oil, but Lottie was throwing up with all olive oil. It must have been too heavy for her. None oh. of my other dogs did. So I switched to avocado, which is the, about the only oil I love too. Okay. Safflower oil, sunflower oil. Um, there's a ton of good oils. Okay. But, yeah. Just uh, a little squirt in their food. It keeps them healthy. Okay, good. What else in the emergency kit? So I like to keep saline solution um, that you use for contact lenses. It acts like a sterile saline, saline mm-hmm. uh, like the vets use. And okay. that's good for cleaning out wounds. Oh. Yes, that's good for cleaning out wounds. If they've got something in their eye, I, and I was told by my ophthalmologist, uh, he's a surgeon so and my eye doctor, uh, refresh eye drops that I use for my eyes when they're dry is okay for them. And always check with your vet, though. I'm saying what works for me, but right. it's non-toxic to dogs. And um, Sistain, that is another good one. I only use both of those. I've got several dogs with eye issues, and when they're dry, I don't use them constantly. I use what their optics care gel is what I use for the dogs. That's from the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if they've got dry eyes or you see the blinking or pouring their eye or in pour, it. that's another thing for emergencies if they're pouring their ears pouring their mouth or their one day my dog was pouring the mouth so much and i'm like what the heck are you doing and opening the mouth and like gagging and pouring and really and he had chewing gum stuck oh. to the roof of his mouth oh yes somehow he got that outside oh my yes and i don't throw that so i don't know who it was but mm. it was bad so, and you have to watch those chew bones and things too, and dried sweet potatoes because that gets caught in the roof of their mouth. 
Okay, good to know. Betadine is also good to clean out wounds and uh, prevent infection. Mm-hmm. Um, puncture wounds, you can use Neosporin because it won't hurt them. And if they lick it, it won't hurt them. Okay. Um, I've been through that too many times. It plugs up the wound and prevents infection. Good. So that's good. A&D cream also is good, which we use on little babies' bottoms. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. And what would you use that for? Wounds or if they've got dry, scaly skin. Like but... rashes. I mean, I guess yes, that's check, what you use check for... with your your vet, but that's um, also good for plugging up the wounds. Okay. Okay, yes. good. Not Vaseline. Vaseline can, in, if you if they vomit and things, can cause issues. It's got petroleum in it. Yeah. So I would steer away from that. Okay. Antihistamines for allergic reactions um, for bee stings. I've been through that too. My son got bitten by a bee one day. His face blew up. And no, lo and behold, the um, Ridgeback came in with this huge lip. So the the doctor told us to to give an antihistamine um, was one of the ones like Benadryl, Benadryl, things like that, yes. Yeah. And they were in the pill form, and I put that in meat and gave it to him, and I also down the liquid which I had. It's got to be a certain percentage. So check with your vet. Yes, okay. And have all that on hand. You know, doctor, if they ever get bitten by a bee, what should I? What percentage should I do? Um, if if you can't get out and get the vet. Okay, good, good, good. Yes. Pepto-Bismol, I've used that too. Morgan went through a lot of things with the chocolate, <laughs> our, our Ridgeback. So <laughs> Pepto-Bismol, you know, it, they don't like it because it's really pepperminty, but I got it down his throat and I've held his tongue and I put it down his throat. So okay. he was good. He was good. And vet wraps are good to have on hand, you know, that you use for horses. As I said, if they're, you're packing the wound with cornstarch, always have that vet wrap on handy. What is that, like gauze? Vet wrap is just a stretchy wrap, but it's kind of sticky. So you don't need anything to seal it. And when the sticky goes, then, you know, you could use it for yourself too, for sure. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So the thing, my big saying is prevention is better than cure. Mm -hmm. I've always said that in every single thing I I have done. Make sure you just have a little kit ready. If you don't use those items, uh, cornstarch, all that sort of stuff at home, then just get there. So inexpensive, you know, baking soda is inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Just put it in a little cupboard and have it there and have some vet vet wrap bandages and have all these little things there ready for you. So if something does happen, then you'll be doctor. A Band-Aid would work, but then that comes off their fur. So a bandage is better. And then always, always have an emergency list. Um, I stick mine up on the wall because if I have pet sitters, I have a list of every dog's name, age, color, so they can say, oh my gosh, th- th- there's the, the dog, it's, it, it's brown and white, I don't know its name, but and it's always good to teach whoever's taking care of your dog their name. If you, I'm talking about multiple pets. Yeah. If you have one or two, it's okay. But for those with a lot of dogs, which I know they're, they're out there, always make that list and then uh, have the vet's number there. And I'm paranoid about making it big enough. Print it out in your computer. Make it colors. Do red for the number. Emergency list. Make it big and bright. And so no one can say, I didn't see it. And have it there stuck up. If you don't want it on top of the cupboard, then have the cupboard there. Yeah. And just make sure your sitter or the neighbor or whoever knows everything that you know to take care of your dog. Yeah. If something's wrong with your dog, then just please tell them. And make sure you tell them not to give foods that you don't want them to give. Like don't give them a piece of apple uh, if you don't want my chihuahuas can't have a huge piece of apple or choke. So you have to give slices to them. Mm-hmm. Apple's very good for them. So just make sure, know your animal, know what works, what doesn't, and pass it on to your caregiver. Anything I've neglected to ask that you feel is important to add just as we wrap up? 
uh, just treat them like children and know they love you as much as you love them. And I always say animals have voices too. We just need to listen. Oh, and you've shown us how to do that a little bit today. Thank you so much. I hope so. Thank you. Denise James, who had her own radio show called Let's Talk Animals, she helped us learn a little bit more about ours. And we're going to put more information up on the Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.